Yo, 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 what is going on today? This is John Ross Marcus Cox here with the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. Trying to get back to you a little quicker than uh, than usual here. I can't keep calling the show way too much if I'm only giving you like one every couple weeks, right? So, got to start speeding those bad boys up a little bit. Uh, but you know, thanks for getting back with me here today. Uh, for those of y'all listened to our previous show, sent, over, you know, sent me over feedback and comments and text messages, all that stuff. I appreciate y'all listening. Um, the show's only going to improve if you all continue you know, to, do, to do that and to be engaged and all that good stuff. So appreciate you. Um, it's a little, you know, couple house cleaning items. So it's like, just like always, you know, the best way to get the word out on the show is going to always be to, you know, just share, share that bad boy far and wide. Just copy and paste the URL and whatever, you know, social media platform you're using, <clears throat> all that good stuff. And, uh, yeah, let's grow, let's grow this thing. Um, you know, also you look, you find me on, you know, Facebook, Instagram, I'm going to be soon to be on TikTok, uh, Twitter, all those, all that good stuff. Just search way too much JRMC and you'll, you'll find me right there. Um, the same show tile and all, all that good stuff there. So, uh, so let's, let's get right at it. Um, title of the show today, mask are off. I'll see a little bit of, um, play on words there. Uh, not talking about actual mask over our, our faces, even though here in Louisville, Kentucky, there, we actually did. I did find out today that our, one of our large hospitals here in Louisville has dropped their mask mandate. So that's, that's obviously awesome, but it's also ridiculous that it's just not happening. Um, but it makes it even more ridiculous that our schools are saying if we go back into the red category, whatever that means that our kids got to go back into, into mask. So, but, uh, today, the first thing I want to talk about, so back on, I guess that would be, cause it was Tuesday. We finally heard back from the panel with Jefferson County public school system regarding whether or not they were going to remove the, the book that Miranda Stovall had challenged back a couple months ago. Um, gender queer memoir by, I think it's my Kobe or something. That's how you say it. This book, just to remind everyone, it's absolutely out of control. It's in, it's in like, I think she was challenging it in a middle school, but trying to get it out of all of our public school libraries, not regular libraries, public school libraries, where, where children are, right? If we don't have just middle school libraries, most libraries are a wide range of age age groups because it's not just, you know, a lot of times you have fourth, fifth, sixth graders in, in a middle school. Um, but in this comic book, it's, it's, an illustrative, it's an illustrated book, so it's not like a novel. I mean, there are pictures of a minor performing sex acts on an adult. I mean, it's it's stuff you can't. I can't show it on YouTube. Can't show it on Facebook. You can't. And as Miranda Stovall showed, you can't even you can't even read what is said in in a school board meeting because the the pastor that's on the school board will say that it is obscene, but then will vote to leave it in in the schools. So the school that it was in didn't have its own site based decision making decision making council, so it had to go between you know to in front of this other board. And they had sixty days to rule on it and basically came back and said that they're gonna leave it in there. I mean it's uh it has nothing to do with you know, I, I don't even know if they if these people ever even picked up the book to look at it. It's everything is so partisan now that like we can't even our kids aren't even, you know, 
our kids aren't even like left out of the political battle. So I'm just going to read a little bit off of the from the article here. This was from one of our local news stations. It says genderqueer memoir has been a flashpoint for censorship in schools and libraries throughout the U.S. The American Library Association, which awarded the graphic novel an Alex Award in 2020 as a book written for adults with special appeal to young adult audiences, listed the title as the most challenged work in public libraries, schools, and universities in 2021 based on its tracking of literary disputes. Lynn Reynolds, executive director of Library Media Services for JCPS, said all books challenged in JCPS libraries dealt with LGBTQ or racial subjects. Man, that, to me, that's just so... Lumping those two categories in together, it should it should ignite fury in people's bellies, especially if you are of a minority race. If you're, if you're black and you didn't have like the right to vote until 50 years ago or whatever, and you're starting to drink out of different water fountains, the fact that they're lumping in what they see as a right to put pornography in elementary libraries with racial issues that a lot of people in this, in this country were alive during the, those the times back in the 50s, 60s, obviously, that they would lump those two together. To me, that's just despicable, man. So Chris Hartman, the executive director of the Kentucky Fairness Campaign, called the appeal an attack against all LGBTQ books. Sorry, it's in the background making noise. So I said this was attacking. It's all LGBTQ books. This is a book that's won two prestigious awards for the American, from the American Library Association, the oldest and largest library association in the entire world, and has been nominated for a dozen other awards that aren't just LGBT, LGBTQ specific. He said, so yes, this is a clear attack against this book and all LGBTQ books across the board. In their decision, the SBDM Appeals Board said gender queer illustrates a lived experience that is not often represented in literature, especially in literature geared towards young adult or high school age students. So they're telling you it's geared towards these people, towards younger, the younger people. One of the key roles of our school libraries is to provide our students with access to diverse literary works that allow our students to see themselves and their peers reflected and to grow and learn in a safe and inclusive environment. The board understands and respects the right of the parents to make informed choices about literature to which their students have success. Well, obviously you don't. To them, they think choice. They think choice means that once they choose if they if they put it in there or not, then you you can choose to let your kid read the book if you find out they read it. <laughs> You know, because they're also not telling you that they're reading the books when they find that when they find out they are. They're not telling you when they're using their other. They're using a different name or calling them by a different gender or calling them Z or Zay or whatever whatever those things are. So it's clear to me that these people they're just I mean, they're unfit to be leaders. It's it's a sad state of things. You know, they are, they want to be liked so bad that they are willing to leave stuff in school libraries. They, they, there's no way they would let their kids, they would let their kids see this stuff. There is, there is no way. When I see it, it makes me, it just, it just disgusts me. So, but again, They've taken their mask off. They, they're not hiding it anymore. Like, that's the good thing about 
even all these challenges that are being shot, that are being blocked and being like turned, being like denied or whatever, it's forcing them to take a stand. It's forcing them to say to like take their mask off and show you who they are. Okay, there was a couple other. This is like the third time I've tried recording this podcast. You know, I've just been trying to figure out how to. Something's been on my heart. Just wanted to like instead of just bringing up problems, you know, trying to differentiate the movement I want to that I feel I'm, I want to be a part of, um, and what principles and all that, you know, what that would mean. But in, in order to do that, I, I had to talk about a couple other things. So this other article that I've been that was planning on doing a podcast on. And I'm just going to brief on it. I'm just going to briefly touch on it here. Was the um, article from the where the adult from North Dakota ran over an 18 year old in cold blood, hit him with his SUV because he said that the 18 year old was threatening him, or he said he ran over him because he was a part of a extremist Republican group. Eight an 18 year old. Here's the deal. I'm a I got, I'm a I'm a very strong conservative of conservative opinion. An 18 year old that comes at me with a bunch of liberal nonsense, I'm not gonna run over them with my suburban. They're 18. They are still they're still babies. They're children. Think about who you were at 18. I'm I'm not mad at any any, any young kid for being what they what they say if you're. If you're young and if you're young and not liberal, you have no heart. If you're old and not a conservative, you have no brain. I think that's uh, I think that's I think that's how it goes. So that I mean, but again, they're taking their mask off. Okay, like they can't hold it in any longer. It's, they're the left machine is getting so it's getting out so out so out of control that they can't even they can't rein in the people that are. They're, the people are going to do what they're going to do. Dude just ran over an 18-year-old with an SUV because he said he was a Republican extremist with never didn't, didn't name a group, didn't say what he said to him or anything like that. You have a professional, you know, a, a professional who's also a, a, a black woman in Lynn Reynolds, the executive director of Library Media Services for JCPS, lumping in, lumping in the decision to keep a pornographic book aimed at young, you know, they call them young adults, but we're talking about, we're talking about middle school people, middle school kids here. But these, these books are in even younger than that, libraries. Lumping, LG, lumping that in with racial issues. That's a slap in the face. If I was black, I'd be pissed. I'm just being honest. You wasn't allowed to walk in a classroom with white people like 60 years ago. You had to drink out of a separate water fountain. That woman, that, that woman is saying that these two things are equivalent. I mean, it's, if, if it's bigger than me to say that that is absolutely absurd, then whatever. It just is what it is. And then I saw another article that I was also going to talk about, that I did attempt to talk about a couple of times, but I just, afterwards I didn't feel like it, they were very interesting episodes, and that is why this show is at least being live-streamed. 
even though I'm going to be putting out on other platforms, I just I need the live stream mechanism to hold me accountable and you know, make me feel like I'm doing my, you know, putting it on the line because it's going to, no matter if I delete it or not, it's still going to be on the interwebs. Um, in this article, it was, and this was from Canada, obviously, but listen, this stuff's coming here. Just like I'm saying, like, if it's happening in Kentucky, if the same crazy lunacy is happening in Kentucky, it's happening everywhere between Canada and Kentucky, for sure. Where this teacher who was transgender, was, I mean, she, it looked like a caricature when they showed a picture of the fake boobs that he, that he was wearing, prosthetic boobs he was wearing. I mean, they were literally like, I mean, you couldn't blow up balloons as big as these boobs were underneath the shirt. And like, this, this, this guy was wearing this stuff to a, a middle school classroom and the school, instead of saying like, cut it out, like, we already know these little boys are going through like whatever hormonal changes they're going through in puberty. Like they don't need, they just, this stuff doesn't need to be going on in here. Like they're not, you don't even have, you don't even have like, you don't even have them like implanted in your body. You're literally wearing fake boobs. And the school was, instead of saying they were putting in protections to protect their students, they literally were saying that they were putting in protections to protect their teacher from hate pretty much. So again, like, they're protecting the fringes, and the fringes are the loudest, and they're, they're scared of them. I, that's what I'm, I've come to. So you, got, so you got people, you got some people that are ignorant, and that are so, that want to be, empath, like, want to show empathy so bad, they become idiots, okay? Then you got people who are scared, because all they, like, they just want a title or money, or like, want to be able to go home and watch TV without, you know, people without thinking people are talking bad about them or whatever, so they'll they'll be into whatever. But then you have just like then you just have the evil people that just rule over all the all the other ones. I mean, I, I you know, I, I don't even know how to put it all into into terms exactly what's you know, exactly what's happening. I really don't. Um it just seems like no one is out there it seems like no one's out there caring about our kids or caring about our way of life or anything like that so that brings me to really what i'm trying to talk about today um and what really drove it home today and what made me realize i do that i did i do for sure want to talk about this and a lot of times i get stuff from like our facebook you know facebook group comments and all that but i've seen this so many times and i saw it when i was in frankfurt and then they're trying to get bills passed and everything like that. We have this faction of the Republican Party that it's so, so dead set on being reasonable and being the, like, moderates and being the compromisers. And they want it, like, they want so, they want so badly to be the smartest ones and to be, like, the liked ones that they, they just, principles and values mean nothing. Like, as soon as it becomes, as soon as the, it, as soon as the issue penetrates their little bubble and it may affect them in some form or fashion, all principles and values you'll go out the window. And the, so these same people are the ones that fail, this re, absolutely refuse to understand the attack on on vocabulary 
and terminology and this redefining of terms that is that we're undergoing here. One specific example I'm talking about here is is the is the term nonpartisan. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So in in Kentucky, at least, and obviously, but you know, just think about Supreme Courts for everywhere, whether it be a state Supreme Court or the federal Supreme Supreme Court. <clears throat> those are supposed to be nonpartisan races. School board races are, are at least in Kentucky, they're nonpartisan, right? So what that's supposed to mean is that you can't be endorsed by the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. You can't have an R by your name or a D by your name on the ballot. Some people have equated that with meaning with meaning that you can't say you have that you have certain principles and values or that you lean a certain way. I mean, that's called the that's called the First Amendment. It's called free speech. But it's what it's what nonpartisan, what that term is has turned into for it for everyone that tends to say it, it's it's a way for establishment Republicans, you know, the rhinos of the world, and for the Democratic Party to get around having to tell you anything they really believe. If a racist nonpartisan and they've already established that it's that a certain stance is a widely held by one of the by one of the political groups, then to them you should just not even opine. That because it would make you appear partisan, you shouldn't even say anything. That's absolutely stupid. We have a we have a Supreme Court just here in, here in Kentucky named Joseph Fisher. He's not he's not a Supreme Court judge. He's running for Supreme Court, but he's been a Republican House Rep for like twenty years or something. He's open the fact with the fact that he's the conservative. I mean, how could if he said if he wasn't telling you that he'd be lying to you? He's been a Republican House of Representatives member for like two decades. He's written. He wrote like one of the like most pro-life pieces of legislation in the state is from what I, from what I understand. So like, of course he's a conservative. What are you talking about? What do you want him to say? And here's the truth. They've made, they've convinced you that him telling you the truth is unethical. And yes, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to Republicans. I'm talking to you all that were commenting on. If you commented on the thread that I'm talking about, you know, who I'm, you know, you know who I'm talking to. They've convinced you that in order for it to remain a nonpartisan race, you have to be willing to let them lie to you or withhold information from you that you already know is true. And conveniently, the left has done a wonderful job framing being pro-Second Amendment, being pro-life, being pro-family, being pro-education reform being against government mandates they they have they have framed all of those stances as republican so if you're running as a school board member and you are running on education reform or school or vouchers or school choice or you know getting the gender indoctrination stuff out of out of schools 
you are by default a partisan hack and you should not even be able to be on the ballot. It's like, well, if I can't have a if I can't have an opinion about the topics that pertain to the office I'm running for, how am I supposed to run for office? Then on the flip side, those same people will fail to see how when your state constitution says that you can't, if you have any kind of a indirect or direct relationship with the topic being voted on that you have a constitutional requirement of disclosing that that indirect or direct relationship and then abstaining from voting or you're a felon those same people think it's ridiculous to actually try to actually try to enforce that and instead encourage the fact that we will we will put a medical a bill pertaining to medical freedom vaccines vaccine mandates on the committee that you chair solely because of your direct relationships with the area of interest these same people legitimately think That when it comes to masks in schools, that you, that by saying you want state legislatures to put it in law that parents make the ultimate choice and no schools can make you wear a mask, they think you are making people not wear a mask. They think they currently are giving you the choice to wear a mask or not because you can choose to not send your kid to public school. Am I the only person that sees how how absolutely idiotic that is? How bass backwards that is? I can't be. I mean, I know I'm not. I mean, that's obviously rhetorical. I, I know I'm not the only one. But we let these people say this stuff in public, and we let them off the hook. The person I'm talking about here is a prominent member of the community, huge business owner. Okay, I'm not scared of that. If you say something stupid, it's stupid. If I say something stupid, it's stupid. Just because I got long hair and a beard and you think I'm crazy and I might key your car, it doesn't mean that like you don't have a right to say the call or something I say is stupid. If I key your car, I'll get charged. You know, I mean like I, I feel like it's just like nobody wants to just we're dancing around all these unwritten rules instead of just following the rules that have been that were written 250 years ago and that like work. They want it to be nonpartisan, and I'm fine with it. I mean, okay, here's the, I'm fine with it being nonpartisan. I'm fine about it. I'm fine about that. But I literally see people think I, I I see them commenting on things and I hear them talking on other podcasts about how because they because they assert that your position on something is conservative or Republican 
that by telling people that position that you are now a partisan hack and you're violating that non, the nonpartisanship of the race. It's not my fault that there's no one on the running with a D by their name as a Democrat that isn't living in a parallel universe. That they hold zero. I mean, I'm, I have yet to find a stance that I can like fit into my worldview. Because they become like the most authoritarian party of, of all time. Now, I'm not saying certain, like, the Republicans are perfect. I can tell you right now, they're, they're as big a problem. I mean, the person I'm talking about now, the, the group of people I'm talking about, I'm mostly talking about Republicans. Because again, like, Democrats, they've already get, they, they ain't even, they ain't even, their mask, their, their mask are off. Their proverbial mask, they're off. They ain't even lying to you anymore. But you still have this faction, the Republican Party. They're troublesome whether they're already in office or if they're voting for voting people in office. The person I'm, the, the, the comments I'm talking about right now, they, it was literally because, the, because this person running for Supreme Court justice was calling themselves a conservative. They state that they agree with almost all their positions, but because they can't trust them to stay nonpartisan, and I'm I'm using the like weirdo air quotes right now for those of y'all that aren't watching, because they're not keeping it nonpartisan, they can't trust them to follow the Constitution. <laughs> That's, that is absolutely absurd, and these people are loaded with money. <laughs> so you obviously don't have to be able to think think it all the way through to like get them get 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 that paper. So we got to be on the lookout for those people, and we got to school them, or we got to put them on blast. I'm going here's what I tell my kids that play sports for me. It is not their job to stop them. It's not my job to keep them from succeeding. It's my job to to help them succeed. It's their job to go out there and put in go out there and put it on another team. In this in this instance, me putting a, me putting somebody on blast that has a that, that has a terrible opinion on things, that's not me being a jerk or me being a like you know, uh, you know, not having what's the room for here? Um, being to empathize with them or sympathize with them or whatever. It's it's none of that. Like, it's just calling a spade a spade. What's wrong with that? That people need to know. We're not talking about their preference on like toilet paper. My other observation, like I said, the left has been taken, they've taken their mask off. They hate, they hate your kids, man. They hate them. Just like they felt, they, they failed to, they're failing to see that literal illustrations of minors giving oral sex to adults 
how they fail to see how that is it's irresponsible and absolutely gross to put stuff like that in to keep stuff like that in school libraries they can't see that they cannot even fathom or begin to consider the impacts that shutting schools down during covid had they still think well if we just saved one life they can't even fathom the fact that like they may have lowered the quality of life to such an extent on millions of kids that yet yeah, that no i'm sorry if it did save one if it saved one life it wasn't worth it in kentucky we had like 12 total children die with covid so no it, it wasn't and i have four kids i'm not being i'm not being insensitive i'm really not i'm actually trying to i'm trying to rise above the emotions of the moment They hate your kids. They want us, they want women or, and doctors to be able to choose to murder a child at the, uh, up until the point of birth. That's what an abortion is. We're not talking about ending the pregnancy, taking that baby out, trying to save it, and then giving it an opportunity to be adopted. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the purpose purposeful ending of a of a child's life they they want that to be a, to be legal they see that as a health care right and then the ones that they don't that they can't get you know stop from getting, from getting out of the womb they will spend those first 18 years of their lives indoctrinating them to hate the country they live in hate the principles and values that their that their families hold dear and confusing the crap out of them by telling them there's a hundred different genders and allowing four, five, six, seven year olds to make decisions that we've known like I think right now a lot of people can't just can't even begin to grasp the fact that we're this, that people in leadership are wanting to allow seven, eight year olds to make decisions we all know that's a bad idea Except for the people that are actually there to be able to make the decisions. <laughs> they think the separation of church and state is there to protect the state. You know, the same way that like I'm saying it's like things are are inversed. You know, it's like with nonpartisan races, especially on the Supreme Court, the point is that the Constitution is supposed to be the lens those people are looking through no matter what. Except right now, you're, if you look through the lens of the Constitution, that means you're, it means you're a conservative Republican. If you're a strict Constitutionist, you're a Republican. So if you're a teacher and you like believe in God, like you're a Christian, you're a Republican. So like they, they think that Religion was going to is in would infect the state. Whenever I would argue that on the flip side of that, separation of church and state is there to protect the church. Because you bring in the bureaucracy of the state, it just it ruins everything. Now, like I've said on previous podcasts, I don't I don't want public schools teaching the Ten Commandments and all that. That's my job as a parent. 
If you're a parent and you're lazy and you don't want to teach your kids, you think when your kids get, home, get off the bus that you're, you can just sit in the recliner and rock and sit and watch football and drink a beer and you shouldn't have to do anything else, you're part of the problem too. This idea that we're not, that while they're in school, we can't teach them any values. Well, then why aren't they in school? I mean, why are they in school? Why are we, we're not teaching them then. Of course we're trying to impose our values on our children. Of course we are. What, what are we talking about? They hate our kids. They hate the country. They hate our neighbors. They hate our values. Anything our kids love makes them smile, makes them think freely, or makes them proud of the country. Makes them feel a part of a bigger American picture. Faith, family, football, the flag, the Constitution, the Bible, what you name it. They are they hate it. And the more chaos they can they can fuel the better is the way they see it. They want the, they want everything to crumble. And historically it's been okay for them because they've been the only ones that wanted to crumble. So like I said at the beginning of the show, one thing I've been dealing with here um, as of late is the fact that, you know, when I'm on these shows, I don't, I don't want to just bring up problems and not talk about, you know, not like not tell you anything about what I believe or what I like, you know, positive ways forward or solutions, you know, whatever. You know, I see that now a lot with school board races. We talk a lot about like why, what's bad about school boards right now, but I don't hear a lot of like, Here's the policy I want to institute in order to improve things. But one thing I think this this show or here today is going to is really hitting home on is that like this is some what we're talking about now what I'm talking about we're talking about something new. Maybe it's happened before, you know, like Sure it has. But as far as the political spectrums on September 29, 2022, what's happening in the movement I'm talking about, it's, diff- it's different. It's not establishment Republican, and it's, not, it's definitely nothing on the left. But everything I'm about, I feel like what I'm not talking about in the community, I, I, I find it, it's hard for me to find anybody that disagrees. Black, white, Republican, Democrat, Hispanic, whatever. Like when I talk about the issues, people agree. I think I know why. Few reasons. Biggest reason is historically in America, only you know, really only two types of people ever got to a point where they could talk about any of this stuff. Either the good old boy Republicans, you know, or, I mean, I guess the easy way to say it, just like good old boy Democrats and the people that latched on to their coattails on both of them. So the left's used to only their crazies getting out there and talking. The right's used to only, you know, the 
George Bush's and Mitch McConnell's and all those types getting to talk. And then they compromise, right? They they keep it nonpartisan. Go Google the Uniparty. You know, you know what I'm talking about. They're all the same. Big big government, big business. Pro China, all that. Let's send another eighty-seven billion to the Ukraine. That's what they. That's what they. That's what they think. So what's different about this? About what I'm talking about? What this movement is is like. First time, maybe ever in history, normal people can make an impact and talk about things. And even though they may have uh, accumulated a crap ton of student loan debt, they've gotten it. They've become educated and well-read and all all that good stuff. So this Republican Party ain't nice and clean and neat anymore. It's full of people like me. Don't look, don't look the part, sound the part, talk the part. That grew up around chaos and raised in broken homes, around sex and drugs and violence and cussing and fighting and have JPay accounts on their phones. You got on talking about. Got family in jail, friends in jail, been in trouble yourself. Filed bankruptcy. Had sex before marriage. Been to the clinic before. You know, morning after pill. You know, it's like a messy people now have a can have a voice, and that's the majority of this country. We're like we are we're messy, but we have like now we have the access to where we can stay grounded in in principles and values. And can like get the information that we can't be held down anymore by the man. <laughs> and we have different opinions on things. Right? Like the fact that nonpartisan is impossible. Fine, leave the R off the off the off the board and the D off the the ballot, whatever. Leave those off. But it's impossible for someone to run for an office and not tell you where they stand on things. Nor should you ever want someone to be able to do that. The establishment Republicans and the Democrats want it nonpartisan so they don't have to tell you anything. You have to guess about it. And they can keep everything, you know, milk toast. But this new this new movement, all right, I'm ta- we're taking I'm taking the mask off as well for us. We are right on these issues. Let's take religion, for example. Right to right to practice religion. The establishment right and the left, they want religion, religious practices, to be able to be controlled to some extent. Oh my gosh, we have this crazy pandemic coming and we don't know what's going to happen. We need to limit church attendance. Establishment right and the left wants to be able to do that. It is not a win. Now the people that I keep telling people this, I'm not dogging the people that sponsor these bills or whatever because they, they you know they didn't have the benefit of like people willing to speak up yet. It was just them trying to fight. It's not a win for your state government to say, Oh, you can't limit church attendance. 
Well, you can, just not any more than you limit attendance to Walmart. That's what we've done in Kentucky. Take taxes, for instance. Like, how about we stop having this fight about lowering taxes and getting to the... Where we got one party wanting to lower taxes for business, and they always say they always say like small businesses. No, 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 that's not what they mean. Small business isn't what you're thinking. Small business means they're still talking about like hundreds to possibly thousands of employees. That's who they're talking about. So they're talking about corporate corporate. They want corporate taxes to be low. But how about instead of trying to like get trying to convince everyone to you know, like, understand that we want middle-class taxes lowered. How about we say, okay, well, let's... If corporations are, are, are individuals, and that's what the Supreme Court says, if corporations are individuals, then how are individuals not also corporations? Why can't a family just incorporate? My, you know, my members are my wife and my four kids. And now guess what? I, I can benefit from those same tax deductions. Because here's the deal. as a, If you're W-2, you're a teacher and you're a coal miner or you're a teacher and you're a plumber, you're paying taxes on your gross revenue. And you've probably never filed, you've never even seen corporate taxes, even S-corp uh, tax returns, which are, you know, my, you know the, the insurance agent on the street. He's, filed, he's, he's an S-corp, a small, a small corporation. They're, they're paying taxes on their net income after all their deductions. Gas. Clothes. Their work clothes. Their car payment that was bought in the business name. Okay, as long as it's over 5,000 pounds. You know why rich people all drive Suburbans? Because they literally got to deduct that entire $70,000 it was a straight tax deduction. And if they can't use it all in one year, they can spread it over five and then depreciate it. And then and still and still deduct the gases, the gas expense, the insurance. A corporation can de- deduct their entire rent or their entire mortgage for their commercial property off their taxes. Yeah, you only deduct the mortgage interest. If you rent as an individual, you ain't deducting none of it. Businesses deduct all of it, all of that expense. Their utilities, their water, all that. They're, they get deduct all of it. But you can't know what you don't know. So I'm not saying normal people are, are idiots for not knowing this. But they've been hiding it from you. And for the first time ever, less than average people, which I will consider myself from the I bring in a hand. I got a biological father that I've drug overdose and a stepdaddy who's an awesome person, by the way, works in the coal mines, but they, neither one of them got a high school diploma. Sons of those men, historically, didn't grow up to own businesses and then be able to get on a podcast and possibly reach millions of people. Well, I'm here. They probably don't like it. They're going to act like I ain't here, but I'm here. I'm here to tell you 
This is what's happening. The stuff these corporations can deduct, big and small, is it puts you in the loser's column without you even knowing it. Because you can't know what you don't know. Economy. Let's talk about the economy. The right and the left, they want employers making the decisions. They want your employer to make you have to put a shot in your arm regardless if your doctor says you should get it or not. They, that's what they want. That's what they're saying. That's what they're doing. What I'm about, what I see this, you know, this uh, conservative movement being about is I, I'm willing to admit we don't live in a world anymore where you can quit your job and go next door and work at the next mom and pop store and get a paycheck. You put 20 years on the line at Ford, you probably can't go anywhere else. You want to take that risk. Get that shot. Even if you, even they're telling you, hey, you might have a 20% chance of dying, getting being paralyzed. Oh, I can't lose my pension. The right wants open competition and then you know they, these liber the libertarian types of which i used to think i was one like open competition and open borders and they, they they like all these chinese imports but we have that at work and then we have the left saying we want to raise wages and we're going to raise minimum wage those two things cannot coexist if we're going to allow apple to make phones in china with uyghur slave labor we can pass as many laws as we want in Michigan saying you got you, you can give them a $1,000 an hour minimum wage. Because they're not going to employ anybody here anyway. They're employing everybody in China. So y'all may, may think it's crazy to think someone that considers themselves conservative would say this, but like we can raise minimum wage if we bring all this stuff home. It's crazy to me that we allow these other countries that are not playing on the on, a, on they're not playing on a level we're not on a level playing field that we allow them to bring their products over here as if there's as if there's nothing going on over there that it's not hurting our people it's not hurting American jobs. I'm not an isolationist here, but here's the deal: if they don't, if if they're not on our standard of human, I actually that sounds terrible. If they're on our standard of, as far as like values and how we value human life in this country, that all men are created equal, endowed by certain inalienable rights. If they if they're not even up to that minimum standard, and they're using slave labor to produce goods. I'm absolutely okay with saying we cut you off, bro. You're out. You're not. You can't bring your products over here. I'm cool with that. I think it's the most anti-bigoted stance possible. 
yeah, maybe prices will go up here a little bit. But if wages are going up too, then it's a, it's a wash, right? Am I wrong? I mean, I, I know it's a very, I know it's a very simplistic view of things, and there's nuance and everything like that. But you know, we don't live in a vacuum. In a vacuum, a lot of this stuff would work. So I'm just, I'm, I, I'm fine with an employee-focused economic uh, vision. The individual, the individual, the individual-focused vision, protecting the employee. I'm not saying that we'd say you, that employers can't can't require you to get a vaccine, but I'm absolutely saying that you, they shouldn't be able to require you to do it, even against your doctor's orders, and still be immune to any kind of consequences. Can't be sued. That's crazy. So this is like, I mean, with this is like, we're in this we're in this time where everybody thinks compromise has to happen. They just think that's politics. I'm tired of all of what politics is supposedly supposedly is. I'm tired of it. We're right. So no, no, no compromise on these things. I want to pass a bill with this verbatim language. It says, I don't care if there's a fountain of black plague flowing flowing out of the pulpit of the church. A governor has no right to tell you you cannot go to church there. That that's what I that's what I want. That's what I wanted to say. From an employer standpoint. I don't want, it's like, I think, I am, I do think you, you got to be able to fire people for whatever reason, because here's the deal, things get icky, but I've had employees, and I've had to let them go before for no other reason than the fact that, like, I had mismanaged funds, and I didn't have enough money to continue paying them, but guess what, I had the heart, and I had the confidence, and the humility to tell them that, Hey, I'm letting you go. Maybe we've had some rough t- patches, but I'm not letting you go because of those. You've been a wonderful employee and you've done well. I literally can't pay you anymore. And then I helped them find another. I, then, but for most of them, I actually sent them out the door to go to their next employer to get their paperwork ready because I found them another job. But sending them packing, telling them they're fired. And then them having to go to another job, and they say, "Well, why did you why why'd you get why did you get let go?" And, it's, and they have to try to come up with a reason because I'm not emotionally strong enough or you know self confident enough to tell the truth. Is not fair to them. I don't care if it if it embarrassed me or not. I don't care. My emotions and that I had to rise above it because I want to be a better person. So let's take the mask off. Let's put our ideas out there. I'm not saying they're not going to change or that someone's not going to say, John Ross Mars Cox, you're an idiot. 
you missed the mark on this. And if they're not going to convince me, I missed the mark. I mean, like, if if I if, if at 35 I'm talking and I talk for the next 30 years about this kind of stuff and I never adjust my position, if I never if that never happens, it's probably because I'm the most I'm just stubborn. The main thing that cannot change is the lens that I'm seeing, that I am or that you are seeing these issues through. Which is anything political, it should be the Constitution of the United States of America and the Constitution of the state you live in. I don't care about anything else. I don't care how you feel. I don't care how I feel. I don't care how my kids feel about it. I don't care. As long as the lens I'm seeing it through is grounded in the Constitution, constitutions, a state and federal one. So I, cha I, I challenge you challenge yourself to stop thinking you're not good enough or that you're not educated enough or you're not smart enough or that it's rude or whatever to speak your mind to tell someone what you just said is absolutely ridiculous and embarrassing like delete that comment or like take out of your bio that you're a conservative because you're not. Nothing wrong with that. Mask off, baby. It's okay if you cuss, if you say cuss words and you drink. It's those things listen, normal people do that. Who cares if the religious right thinks you're going to hell for that who cares I'd, I'd argue that they're not thinking that, that people aren't judging you the way that you think they're judging you you're judging yourself take the mask off quit quit wearing a costume and just be who you are Tell the truth, both when you're right and when you realize you were wrong. Talk about this stuff. Challenge people and challenge them to challenge you. If they won't do it, it's on them. You, you wanted them to. But stop making everyone think that this is we, that our politics and everything's got to be like this milk toast version. And the things that challenge the status quo are radical because they're not. Constitution does not equal conspiracy theory. This is a people movement. I've, and I, I firmly believe it's full of white people, black people, brown people, people from all countries, backgrounds, religious faiths. Normal people are just fed up with the extremes Getting getting the last word on everything and passing all the bills and and just totally 
failing to acknowledge the Constitution that was put in place to protect you. The Constitution was written down solely because our founding fathers knew there was no government on this planet that had ever, that ever been or ever would be that would follow a, the Constitution, follow a Constitution of any kind if it wasn't written down and there wasn't proof that it existed. They needed a constant reminder, concrete reference point. So when the government attempted to deny its existence, it's like, um, it's right here. I'm reading it. I'm, I'm holding it in my hands. I'm touching it. It's time. It's either now. It's now or never. They're already coming for our kids, your kids, my kids, all of them. They're already attacking you for having the most basic, fundamental principles. American principles in mind. They're attacking you for that. They're already doing it. You're under assault already. This country needs you. I need you. My, own, my children need you. So let's take the mask off and let's take the fight to them. Appreciate y'all listening today. I got to get off here, get ready for my, get ready for some football practice. My kids just came home, so if you heard some uh, stomping stuff upstairs, so I'm going to go up and give all my kids a hug, and y'all, all y'all do the same. Again, this is uh, way too much JRMC, and thanks for listening.